Romans 10, 9, Paul writes, If you confess with your lips the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. True confession is more than just what you say with your lips. True confession and true belief involves an affirmation of your whole being. That's what Paul means when he talks about believe in your heart. Do you really believe this in your heart? Then you will be saved. The first sermon that was preached in the history of the church was preached by the Apostle Peter on the day of Pentecost. And in that sermon, he said two things specifically. One is that the resurrection of Jesus from the dead is the foundational event that established the church. He likens the resurrection of Jesus to the foundational event of the nation of Israel. When he says that Jesus is attested to you with signs and wonders and miracles. Whenever the phrase signs and wonders, mighty works and signs and wonders was used together in the Old Testament, in every instance it was a reference back to the Exodus event. And he defines Jesus' resurrection in terms of mighty works and signs and wonders, linking it to the Exodus event. And then he talks about that the resurrection of Jesus loosed us from the pangs of death. The word loosed is also the Old Testament word for the deliverance from Egyptian bondage. So it is the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead that gave the foundations for the church. And that is why Jesus Christ is the foundation of what we believe and what the church is. He also says that the resurrection of Jesus from the dead involves forgiveness of sins. And so he proclaimed in that first Christian sermon, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins. That's what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, 17, that if Christ be not raised, then you are still in your sins. He also, Paul also mentions this in Romans 4.25, that Jesus was put to death and raised from the dead for our justification. Justification means primarily forgiveness of sins. So these are two very important implications of Jesus' resurrection from the dead. There'd be no church without Jesus' resurrection. And there would be no basis for sins forgiven without Jesus' resurrection. But a third and very important aspect of the resurrection of Jesus, it gives us our hope as followers of Jesus for our own resurrection. That's why Paul says in Philippians 3.10 that his desire was that he may know Christ and the power of his resurrection that he may share in Christ's sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Now, the most extensive treatment of the resurrection is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Now, all critical scholars acknowledge that Paul wrote 1 Corinthians 15, that it was written around the year 55 A.D., 
And the thing that Paul emphasizes to begin with in his account of the resurrection of Jesus is to make it clear that it was a factual historical event. And he, and he mentions that at, at one occasion there were over 500 people at one time that were witnesses of his resurrection. And he mentions that most of them were still alive. So there can be no doubt in the minds of Paul and the apostles that when they talked about the resurrection, they meant something that was indeed factual. That is why the gospel reports the appearances of our Lord, the appearance to Mary in the garden, the, the appearance that appeared, that, that Jesus appeared to Peter, and then the two disciples on the Emmaus road appearing also to the ten disciples in the upper room when Thomas was not present, and then subsequently to the eleven disciples when Thomas was present. And it's significant what Thomas, known as the Doubting Thomas, had to say about the resurrected Lord, because he had said, I won't believe unless I can see and I can touch the nail prints in his hands. And when he saw the Lord, his cry out was, to God in Christ, saying, My Lord and my God. There is no doubt that the resurrection of Jesus in the, in the, in the next place confirmed that he was indeed what he claimed to be, one with God, the Son of God. Now, it's true that on the day of, of Jesus' resurrection, they were not standing around waiting for him to rise from the dead. They did not understand what he had taught them about his own resurrection. And so their, their recognition of him as the risen Lord was spontaneous and a surprising development when he appeared to them. And we're told that they still disbelieved with joy. That is, they were utterly surprised with joy that he had been raised from the dead. We're told that in the, in the book of Acts, that the disciples, for example, in Acts 4, were again filled with the Holy Spirit and with great power gave testimony to the resurrection of Jesus because they were convinced that not only was he raised from the dead, but it was a confirmation of his claim to be one with God. John's Gospel, for example, makes it this very clear by linking Jesus to the great I Am of Exodus 3.14, where God revealed God's self to Moses as I am who I am. And we find that John shows that Jesus claimed to be the great I am. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he also declared, I am the resurrection and the life. And he who believes in me shall never die. So he is the great I am. He is God confirmed by his resurrection from the dead. And he is the head of the church. The church is a community of those who are participants in Jesus' death, resurrection. We are the church of the resurrection. And that is our hope and our belief. We've been founded by Christ who died and rose again and who will come again. And how is it today that we know that Jesus was raised from the dead? Paul makes that very clear in Romans 8:11. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give to you and your mortal bodies eternal life through his Spirit.
Yes, Christ the Lord, as Charles Wesley put it in his hymn, is risen today. Sons of men and angels say, raise your joys and triumphs high. Sing ye heavens and earth reply. Alleluia. Christ is risen. And we know that he is risen because he is risen in our own hearts and lives.